Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Fangirl Report. I am your host, Catherine Mora. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's been quite a while. Life has been a little crazy, but I'm happy to be back doing the podcast. I'm happy that you're back listening. Let's just jump right into it. WandaVision. How crazy of a show is that? I think we can all agree that this show, Marvel has just gone above and beyond all expectations. The last time I was this confused about a show was when I was watching Lost. Uh, I don't know if anybody here has seen or heard of Lost. It came out in about 2004 and ended in 2010, I think. Is that show where all the people like crash landed on an island, there was a polar bear, lots of crazy stuff. WandaVision is very much similar to that in that it just, you have no idea what's happening. It keeps you on the edge of your seat. There's all these mysteries and questions involved. And I really think Marvel is just knocking at it knocking it out of the park with this one. And the thing is, whether you love it, whether you hate it, I think we can all agree that there are just so many questions that we need answers for. And first and foremost is the question of who is controlling the reality of Westfield? The simplest answer would be none other than Wanda herself, as it fits in with the House of M comic line, where Wanda creates a new reality. And based on the events in the last six minutes of episode three, I think we can all agree that Wanda does in fact have some control over the reality. And after, after, sorry, after episode two, I was convinced Wanda could control the reality but wasn't fully conscious of it. It seemed to me like it was something buried deep inside her that really only became aware when something threatened the reality. For example, at the end of episode one, when Mr. Hart starts asking questions that Wanda doesn't have the answers to, he starts choking, and I'm pretty sure I saw somebody point out that it looks like it was the chocolate strawberry that was in the kitchen, nothing that was on his plate, so it's very much a magical thing that occurred, and that right there, it kind of shows you that it happened really without her knowledge, just like if you look at the expression on her face, she seems so confused as to why the man is choking. And it's only when she tells Vision to help Mr. Hart that, you know, Mr. Hart doesn't die, he's saved. So it seems something on a more subconscious level that she is, you know, controlling this reality. Now, the argument has been made that she doesn't have full control over the reality because in episode three, she couldn't make the the stork disappear. However, I would like to point out that throughout the entire episode, her magic was really just spiraling out of control due to her pregnancy. It's most likely than not that while she was trying to consciously poof the stork away, her subconscious was not allowing her to simply because her magic was out of control. Just, you know, another one of those pregnant hormonal symptoms. Now, even though I believe that Wanda is in control of this reality, I don't necessarily think that she came up with this idea on her own. There's some debate online as to whether Wanda is controlling it or something is controlling her to control this reality. And it kind of brings me to the whole, you know, strongest Avenger argument. You can't really say that Wanda Maximoff is the strongest Avenger, but then say that she's being controlled. You, You can't have it both ways, in my opinion. But I do strongly believe that she was nudged or, you know, forcefully nudged to, you know, do this, to create this alternate reality. And I think the culprit is none other than Agnes, who I believe is Agatha Harkness. I mean, you can just hear Agnes, Agatha Harkness, like 
it, it's, it just makes sense. And I hope that's something that gets explained or at least touched on in a later episode where we get to see, you know, how this whole alternate reality came about, how Wanda decided to do this or how she even did it. It would be interesting to see what the backstories to some of these other characters are like Herb and, and Agnes to see, you know, what the interactions were before Wanda created WandaVision. And hopefully we'll see that through an investigation over with S.W.O.R.D. Now, S.W.O.R.D., we've been seeing the symbols everywhere in the first three episodes. Um, and the latest is that when Geraldine, who, in case you didn't know, is Monica Rambeau, was essentially yeeted out of out of Westview. It was partially because Wanda saw the sword symbol on a necklace that she was wearing as Geraldine. Now I'm convinced that Monica Rambeau is in fact a, a sword agent, which would make sense considering her background. You know, she knew Carol Danvers, aka Captain Marvel. That certainly could have been a a key to that would have led her to joining Sword. And now that she is outside of Westview, I really hope that we get to see more of S.W.O.R.D. and what's going on in the outside world as they're looking into Westview. Another character, well, there are two characters that I'm really looking forward to seeing more of, are Agent Jimmy Woo. So he was in the trailer for WandaVision, and you may remember him. He was also the FBI agent from Ant-Man and the Wasp. He was really funny, so hopefully he brings some of that humor into WandaVision and... I'm convinced he was the person who was speaking on the radio in episode two when you can hear somebody saying, Wanda, who's doing this to you? I'm pretty sure it was Agent Wu. Another character that I really, really want to see a lot more of is Darcy Lewis. We haven't seen Darcy since Thor The Dark World. She was introduced in the first Thor film, and she's also a very funny character. Uh, she's the one who, who tases Thor. And she, she was Jane Foster's intern, for those of you who might not remember. And she's just a great character overall. She's definitely one of those underrated side characters. So the fact that Marvel is bringing her back for WandaVision is very exciting. And it's not just the characters. The attention to detail that Marvel has had for this project overall has just been astonishing. From the commercials that they play during the episodes to like... You know, there was a, a piece of art hanging in the background, I believe it was on episode two, that had a striking resemblance to the the fort Wanda and PH received their powers in when they were with Hydra and Sokovia, to, you know, lines like, you know, when Wanda says, my husband and his indestructible head, when we know in fact that he does not have an indestructible head. Thanks, Thanos. It's just, it's a lot of little things like that, that just really not to quote Thanos here, but like, you know, bring a smile to your face. It shows the level of commitment and detail and attention that the writers and director, producer, like everybody is putting into this show. And it just makes me even more excited for the upcoming Marvel shows on Disney+. And not just the shows, but the movies as well. You know, Kevin Feige, who is the, the president and basically the brains behind everything at Marvel Studios, said that these shows are going to tie directly into the movies and that WandaVision itself is essentially leading up to the next Doctor Strange movie, which leads me to believe that based on what's happening so far in WandaVision, Marvel is setting Wanda up to be the villain in the next Doctor Strange movie. 
my theory is that she's going to end up tearing a hole in reality more so than she already has and basically opening up the multiverse for the MCU to then deal with the aftermath. We know that the Doctor Strange movie is going to deal heavily with the multiverse. There's suspicions that Spider-Man 3 is going to also deal with the multiverse just because of, you know, all the former Spider-Man actors are coming back and a lot of other actors are coming back as well. And we know Wanda Maximoff is powerful enough to, to be able to pull that off. So it's not like a huge surprise. I don't think anyone should be surprised that that will likely be the outcome of, of WandaVision. It's more the fact that they're taking this character and just really leaning into like the dark side of her, which I personally think is really exciting. And not to mention that Elizabeth Olsen has already been confirmed to be in Doctor Strange. So I think it goes without saying she will likely be not a willing villain, more like a tragic villain in that movie. And who knows, it would be great if within that same movie she, you know, comes to her senses or realizes what she's done and then teams up with Doctor Strange in order to correct this mess that she's made. But, you know, who knows? And that's what I have for you guys in this episode. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. Please don't hesitate to review and subscribe if you have not done so already. You know, this show really is one of a kind and I look forward to sharing more of my thoughts as more episodes come out. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you. Bye, guys.